There we go. Oh, I like that. You got the thing spinning in the background. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome to the show, Sports and Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max. To here with the one and only Charlie Heat. Good work, Charlie. What's going on? What's the deal, Brody? How you feeling, man? Doing all right. Doing all right. Congratulations on the new album, Valentine's Son. You've been working on that. Yeah, man. Yeah, thank you, man. It was, it was really cool to have everybody come together, man. It's been, it's been a dope experience, you know? Everybody I, doing their thing and helping out and everything, you know? How long did it take for you to work on this? Honestly, not really that long, man. It was like a lot of the songs, you know, were had been worked on already. And then a lot of songs, some of the newer songs, like when I came up with the concept of the album, um, you know, being about my mom, you know, we cooked up for that. So it was very like specific, you know, but we were sitting on a lot of heat for a while too. So I was glad for a lot of it to come out. You know? Did you play this album for your mom? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I ain't going to see her face. I, I texted her and uh, she said that she was crying so hard that um, her husband thought somebody died. You know what I mean? She was like so emotional about wow. it. So, yeah. If you could tell us the story behind the album cover, what's going on in that picture, what event that was? It was actually um, my mom's marriage to uh, my stepdad, you know, and I was just like, you know, rocking, you know, just, I think I was like five or six or something. And I was just, you know, alone for the ride, you know. Let's take it back to the beginning of, you actually grew up in Jersey, so you're very local to New York. What was your life of growing up in the, in New Jersey? It was cool, man. Like where I'm from is like very, very diverse, Woodbury, New Jersey. So um, I pretty much seen, you know, all sides of all walks of life over there. It was, it was dope. But I played a lot of basketball, you know, made a lot of music. Allen Iverson's your favorite player? Absolutely. Not even close. <laughs> yeah, like, I was Iverson. I had all the headbands. The, the, you know, he wore the sleeves late, so we didn't get to the sleeves yet. But we definitely had all the colorways of the sneaks. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. the, the question and the answer right there. Yeah. <laughs> what's, your favorite, what's, your, <laughs> what's your favorite Allen Iverson game of all time? Uh, probably the when they beat the Lakers that mm -hmm. game when he stepped over a little because that was like I was so proud that day like because Lakers ain't I don't know if I remember Lakers ain't lose that whole playoffs they was 4-0 they were sweeping everybody and it was like this another 4-0 and AI was like nah yeah. <laughs> he had to step over over Tyron Lue yeah yeah that's iconic Allen Iverson was also a rapper at one point. 40 Bars is his biggest song. We got to leave that out of history, man. We got to leave that one out of history. You don't like that song? <laughs> we got to leave that out of history, bro. Like, I mean, yeah, he did it. We'll say that. You know, just like we leave Kobe's rest in peace. God bless the dead. We leave Kobe's rap career, you know, out of a story. We got to leave. Do you think Shaq had the best rap career? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Biggie on there. Yeah, Biggie, bro. You know what I mean? Still can't stop the rain. It's a classic. And it's and it's hard. That's oh, yeah. Hard, yeah. He, Shaq can really rap. People may overlook him because of the talents that he had in basketball. He was also in movies. He was multi-talented. I mean, he's the, easily the, the most marketable big person of all time. Like, people even put it to athletes. But, like, think of all the celebrities you know that are over 6'5". You know, maybe the I don't know how tall the rock is. Maybe the rock will be his only competition. You know what I mean? Maybe I don't know what Hulk, I don't think Hulk Hogan was doing thousands of commercials. Like he had he definitely has some, but Shaq is like, and he got a piece of all these companies on, so we on his business too, you know. So. Yeah, you're exactly right. And 
just getting back to the basketball talk, are you actually a Sixers fan since Allen Iverson's your favorite player? It's not even up. Mm-hmm. You big Ben Simmons guy? Yeah, but he, he got, he got, he got, uh, yeah, I like Ben. I, I think Ben got to play some games in North Philly for a while. You know, Ben got to, you know, he got to get like, because he, he has everything he needs um, to be everything he should be. I just feel like he got to get a little bit madder and try to dunk on some more people. He need, like I say, he needs some North Philly games. You know, just as tenacious as he needs to be, you know. For, for your sake, since you're a Sixer fan, let's help. Let's hope they do well. My Knicks are actually doing well. This is the first time in 10 years almost that they're actually relevant. I'm going to be looking forward to seeing the Sixers in the playoffs. Maybe the Knicks will be facing them here, depending on how the standings turn out in the right. Eastern Conference. I like RJ, man. I always did. I always felt like he just need it just needed to click in his head. And I feel like it's starting to. You know what I mean? He always had the talent. I always liked this game. He made the game look easy. I always liked it. You know, from he was a beast at Duke. Yeah, yeah. Even even in high school, like he, he made the game look easy. I always like players like that, you know. Like even like Zach. I I call you guys my boys. I call Zach Levine being a problem, you know what I mean, at like UCLA, you know, and I was like. When they make the game look that easy like that, you know, they're gonna be they gonna be stars. Sorry. Oh, it's all good. And he's and he's doing his thing now with the Knicks and Levine's doing his thing with the Bulls. Let's see what the Sixers do. But getting back to you brought up something that was marketable, that Shaq was the most marketable athlete besides The Rock, probably. I know you don't want to be a rapper, you've said that before, but would you ever consider right. taking a movie role? Absolutely. hundred mm. percent, man. I would love it. I just have to get my chops up, you know, because I, I, I want to be like, uh, they threw him in there because he was Charlie. You know what I mean? I mean like, now let's see him as something else, you know? So, What movie would be your forte? Would it be a drama? Would it be an action? Comedy? Uh, Probably a drama, honestly. Probably a drama. Something like where I could play either somebody like, this going to sound corny, right? But somebody like finding themselves like on some like, you know, Michael Corleone in the first Godfather, like, you know what I mean? Like, really, like, the transition from, you know, good kid to my boss, I feel like I could play that, because that's kind of, I ain't, I ain't going to go that far, but that's, like, you know, my story, or, you know, um, some type of athlete struggle, because I, I, I live that, too, you know, so. Playing basketball when you were younger, what was your best game that you can remember? Probably at Sixers summer camp in the championship it got me like player to player to camp i had like we were playing you know i don't know i probably was like 13 or something and i had like 28 i think and mind you at 13 28 is like 28 out of 40 total points (laughs) you know what i mean like it ain't really that many things dropping but that was definitely and they i think navy camp i had like a 20 point game too like, but summer camps was my vibe because I always played better when I ain't know nobody. So, yeah. Big basketball guy. When did the love of producing start to take over in your life? Uh, probably beginning of, like, sophomore year. I started to notice um, physically I wasn't that married to the physical training of basketball. And that's kind of like, I feel like, because you, you got to think, I graduated 2008, right? So that's like 2006, 2007. That's kind of like when it started turning into like 
you know, the physical, you know, the weight room really became like, you know what I mean? That's like Kobe always talked about the weight room, you know what I mean? After that mic. And I didn't really, I wasn't really feeling it. I'm going to be honest. Like I didn't have the discipline for that, but I always had the discipline for every part of music, like learning theory, learning the notes, listening to the sounds, like, you know, always had the theory for all of that. So, so um, I feel like I, I got better at that a lot easier. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. and, and it was funner. The the the, thir- the learning curve was much funner in there. You know, who are some of the producers that you looked up to or observed very closely growing up? Because you probably looked up to producers such as Pete Rock, DJ Premier, Jay Dilla. The list probably goes on and on from there. Pharrell. Who are some of those producers for you? Um, Swiss. Swiss. Was Swiss. A big, yeah, Swiss. Jalo Beats. Um, yeah, those are probably the biggest ones at the time. And then, like, once I got into it, like, Kanye and Pharrell, of course. Yeah, he probably more, a little bit more in it. I feel like I appreciate Pharrell as I get older more, just because I didn't really know what he was doing at the time. But it's like you look back, like, bro really took over. So, What's your opinion on how the sound has changed over time, especially with sampling? Because you are someone that can sample. Right. Um, I'm either, I'm, I'm gonna try to bring it back, man. I miss it. You know, I feel like in hip hop, I mean, if you really think about it, can't name too many classic records without a sample. Mm-hmm. But you know, like it's really you get any any generation. You know what I mean? If you go really listen to, I mean, what's the last classic song? I mean, it's probably named like a Kendrick. Like we're gonna be all right. Like it might not have like a, technically a sample, but that vocals that. Pharrell put on there definitely sounds like a sample. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I, I don't really want to misspeak or speak out of turn about what's a classic and what's not. But in my opinion, personally, any song I consider like, you know, that's a classic mm-hmm. rap song has a sample for sure. What classic hip hop album has the greatest production sound of all time, in your opinion? Would it be Illmatic? Could it be Ready to Die? God damn, bro, that is nuts. Life after death. There's like, there's a lot of them. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna, in my personal opinion, mm-hmm. off of personnel, we got it because you got personnel and you got quality of production. I feel like Blueprint because Blueprint. Really, okay, I respect it really, that. It really birthed two top ten producers, like in Gay and Just Blaze. Like they was doing their thing, but they went crazy on Blueprint, both of them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. Um, you know, I mean, the fact that Takeover and you know, uh, all the other shits is on there is like, bro, like, this is all the beats on one album. Like, girls, girls, girls is on there too, right? That's on Blueprint too, right? Girls, 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 yep. Just like, come on, and Takeover on the same, like, come on, Pr- production wise, it's nuts to me. Uh, girls, girls, girls is amazing. You got the, the, the slick Rick sound in there from what him saying, girls, 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 Takeover. Is Takeover, in your opinion, a better diss song than Ether? I'm not saying nothing about no, I- it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping my nose out of those politics, bro. That was what I said. I like the uh, ball. Fuck it. Yeah. It's yeah. Bo- both both classic tracks, of course. Yeah, sure. For sure. So for sure. back to the lab without a mic to grab, as Rakim would say, you were in the lab producing at a young age. Did you start out on an NPC? Nah, but it was involved early. You know what I mean? I probably I started out on like Reason, I believe. No, actually, I think I felt very first. Real. I wasn't on there long though, cause they didn't get like the MIDI figured out yet. You know what I mean? So 
So and I like to play my shit. So um yeah, and then I moved to Reason. And then I think I started fucking with the MPC around then, you know. When you were younger, did you attend any rhythm roulettes, as they say? Because I've seen you do them on Mass Appeal. I know there's other producers in the game that do rhythm roulettes and showcase producers' talents and even their own ones if they're legends. Did you attend any big ones that really inspired you in your career early on? Um, nah, man. Like, I, I went to – is that is – that, are you calling that, like, a beat battle or no? It's more just like showcasing the artist beats. Yeah. See the yeah. producer cook up. Yeah, I went to a couple of beat battles, but it was literally beat battles. Like it was literally like two people on stage. Like, like I went to one in New York actually, really young. Um, I was like 19, I think. I did terrible. I was like knocked out early. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went, I went to another one. Um they had one in Philly I standard, my boy Jay Hatch, man. That's my guy. I stayed in contact with him. Um but yeah, they 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 had them, and I definitely was at them for sure. I'm sure you observed the versus battle that went on between DJ Premier and RZA. If you were to go in a versus against someone, who who wouldn't you mind going up against? Um, anybody. Anybody. <laughs> be honest, I like that. Oh, I'm not really like. I mean, I definitely know I had my hands full with some certain individuals. You know what I mean, but. I feel like we get to them last, if people are still online for them last seven, I feel like I got a nice seven, eight. At a, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, the first 10, you might, you know what I mean? Unless you really tapped in, you might get me, you know what I mean? But that last... Last seven, it, it isn't happening. For them, know, it's not it, happening. It might get spooky. Yeah, it might get spooky. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure, for sure. So. It's going to be spooky season for whoever's facing Charlie Heat and that verse is 100%. Sure. What do you love most about producing R&B beats compared to hip-hop beats? Because you have to be in a different mind state. Because a lot of things, in not just in music, but in life, is mental. So you have to be in a certain mental state to create an R&B beat. It's a different environment. Right. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is being able to create a journey. You know what I mean? It's like emotional. Not to be like too heavy-handed, right? But uh, emotions are a journey. You know what I mean? You feel happy, sad. Nothing is permanent. You feel worse than you did before, better you feel. You never feel the same twice. So I feel like R&B kind of got to have that same, like, the song got to have moments. You got to have, like, take you place, then bring you back, then take you there again and bring you back. You know what I mean? I feel like I like creating those type of records. That's like, it's like I, it kind of started from um, doing the Have a Good Time record with Sid. That kind of inspired me because how well, like, women, a lot of girls know me just from that period. Like, just that's like they don't even know I'm a producer. They don't even know it's just the fact that it's a song that says Sid, uh, featuring Sid with Charlie Heat or the you know what I mean. So it's like all right, like, you know, I'm I'm, I'm I'm gonna tap in. For the audience who may have not heard the story, I've heard it plenty of times. But people that are just tapping in right now into what Charlie Heat has done and throughout his career, he's a known legend, of course, of what he's done for music. Thank you for all the contributions, of course. The first time meeting Kanye, when was that? And what was that story? Because I've heard the story. He took you out of the basement and gave you that opportunity and signed you right after he met you pretty much. It right. was day. Right, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it's just working with Uzi. Um, mm -hmm. Virgil played that for Ye. And Ye was like, you know what I mean? Who are they? And, you know, the rest kind of history, you know? So I was working at a welfare office and, 
got flown out the next day and never went back. So pretty crazy. Would you say that was the best day of your life? Son, my son. But your son was about okay. Yeah, yeah, that's number two. That's my boy. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't. You get yeah, fa- family boy. over everything always. Sure, foe. That's right. But um, but nah, that's definitely. It was. It's like that's definitely like. I was definitely waking up, hopping in the shower, like yo, God, this is what we've been talking about type shit. So. The dreams came true. You, you put the work in early. Hard work pays off always. The amount of hard work you always put in, I don't care what you do in life, it will pay off 100%. Always, always, always. Life of Pablo, that took over the internet. Yeah. When I was in high school, that album was crazy. You worked on that with Kanye. What were some of the most memorable moments of working with Kanye on that album? Because that was a masterpiece, I'd say, of the digital age because just how crazy it took over. It, it had memes. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing was just um, the sessions, man. Everybody was there. Like, everybody, you know, it was just, I ain't going to get into too much detail about it, but everybody was there. And we, you know, I got to feel and see and move and rock with everybody, you know. And that was just like, you know, once in a lifetime type stuff, you know. At the time, it was once in a lifetime, you know. But I just try to replicate that kind of, like, created the environment that I now try to create in my in my world for my people back home you know I would I would leave there come back to Philly and do the same thing at Milk Boy Studio you know in Center City Philadelphia you know so from actually working with Kanye on the studio especially on big time albums that he's done what was the most important thing that you learned from watching him work um inspiration is everywhere inspiration everywhere you can't sleep you know, you can't sleep on nobody's idea. You can't sleep on nothing anybody's doing, who they are. Fuck all that. Like, this is like, this is about putting out the best thing, no matter where you get it from, how you get it. Be humble about it. That's what you've seen to me. Every email, every interview that I've watched you in is that you're very humble. Why do you stay humble and you're not all in the cameras, such as all these other people? Why is that your personality? Why do you choose to stay low key? Um, I, I like, I like, I like it coming to me. You know, it's not like I'm like, <laughs> it's not like I don't think I'm that guy. You know, that's that's not even the case. It's just, I like it coming to me. I don't really like going to get that. I go and get my work. I go and get my money. I go and get you know, my love for my family. That's what I'm chasing. I don't really, I like it. I like stuff like that. Like, you know, you know, like it says in the Bible, you know, the flesh is weak. You know what I mean? So I like fleshly things coming to me, not going and chasing, you know, so. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Stay humble. You'll be way respected in the end, especially if you're humble, because people don't like all that stuff when you're in the cameras, unless you're you know, a real proven commodity out here. But the, the album, Valentine's Son, is available on all platforms now. Make sure you go check it out. You've also worked with Pusha T, Madonna, a bunch of other crazy legends in the game. Working with Madonna, yeah. that's an interesting. I want to hear this, this experience of working with Madonna, because that's that's just a legendary icon. That's an icon. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's like I said, I ain't really going to tap into the other people's working habits, you know what I mean? But um it was definitely a beautiful experience beautiful person you know madonna's like i mean i don't need to speak on her for her but from my experience i was treated beautifully and 
all parties involved were like, you know, I, 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 it was a privilege to be able to work in an environment like that. That was like, she a vet, man. She a fucking megastar like, and a very rich one. You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like one of them. It's just, like I said, it's just a privilege to be there. I remember when Pablo came out, I also saw you during that whole event at Madison Square Garden where it literally shut the city down. Right. That was a yeah. crazy event. That's yeah, the footage is wild, so footage, footage is crazy. What was just the atmosphere in that place? Because you're talking about Madison Square Garden, the largest, the biggest selling out audience in the world in all of sports. Um, I mean, it's like what you would imagine, honestly. It's like it's like nuts, electric. Um, everybody's there. You know, that's where I met Jay-Z. You know, only person that ever kind of been a little like I hate saying starstruck, but it definitely like, oh, that's whole, like, you know what I mean? One of those. So um yeah, man. It was electric for sure, inspiring. Jay-Z is on your top list of people that you want to work with as, as far as production goes. What kind of beats would you want to make for him? What would be the vibe? I just wanna I would like to pick up on where Just Blaze left off. Like I want to pick a uh, pick up where he left off, and just do like my version of that. You know, like pick up, like whatever. Like if if Justin's if Justin Yay had well not not nah, probably more like Justin Swift's, like you know what I mean like the simplicity of Swift, but like just level excitement. You know what I mean? Like that's like, Is there anything else that you're working on that you love to let the audience know about? Um, just the biggest thing I'm working on now, man, is these next projects, bro. They are on the way. You know what I mean? They are on the way, all of them. Um, yeah, you know, Valentine's Son is the beginning of a saga. Mm -hmm. so. so you're working with other artists, LA. So you did a song with him. Yeah, man. Yeah, shout out my boy Matt Busco. He on the team too, producer, fire producer, fire guitarist. He on my album as well, but we did that one together. He actually is LA's um tour guitarist too. So wow. Yeah. So Who are some artists that you've taken under your wing that you can stay right here in the interview that they're probably up next? Um you got your eye on. I don't know. It's a lot, man. It's a lot. I I would probably have to say, like, I mean, I gotta. I got my man signing me 15 after, you know, he on the way, he on that project as well. He did cater to you and on my way, OMW. Uh, and then, um, I don't know, it's a lot, man. I like this kid out of Texas, Two-Tone. I got some stuff with him coming. Um, Cuz Core, you know, out of Philly. That's my dog. He's going, he, he's nuts. Sean Smith out of Philly. I don't, don't want to miss nobody, man. Mira Fontaine out of Jersey. It's so many, bro. It's like, <laughs> trying to rock with home team at this point, but it's it's a lot of guys I like. You know what I mean? For sure, for sure. Girl, women too. You know, singers. It's a lot. Mm. I'm looking forward to the new work, but before I let you go, I always love to hear how the producer tag came about. I've asked you a little beats about his producer tag. Arsonist with the Heat Makers. I want to hear Charlie Heat's producer tag, how that came about. Well, the Good Work Charlie one, actually, I'll give you a story on both. I ain't getting nobody he's hitting up one yet, but 
the Good Work Charlie joint came from when I used to try to rap and I was terrible. And my boy after me, shout out Paris Artelli, he said, Good Work Charlie. And I was like, that's my tag. That works. Yeah, it was it. And he said it just like like the voice, like the you know, like the old like 30-year-old, 40-year-old, you know, blue-collar guy's voice. Like he said it just like that and everything. So and then the he's hitting up one came from just playing ball. I think we was like playing the game. And I was making a beat, and one of my boys was like, he's hitting up, like on some funnies. And I was like, Yeah, that's another one. So then I ended up reaching out to him. I mean, Tim Kipps who actually does all the voices, and he like did one for me. So from NBA Jam. Something I respect about you is that you appreciate the art of the culture of hip hop and producing and in your rhythm roulette mass appeal. You can see that you appreciate vinyl records. You still go and listen to vinyl records. Why are vinyl records still important to the culture of hip hop and producing? Um, it's the it's the it's the basics, man. It's like the beginning. You know what I mean? It's like I feel like it's not always it's not always necessary for you to know the history of everything. Like that's a little like by the book to say, but will it ever hurt anything? Hell no. You know what I'm saying? Like, it will never hurt. It will never. If anything, all it's going to do is just add and add respect. You know what I'm saying? And know, like, you know, because that's, I'm all about, I'm, I'm thorough with my work, you know, across the board, you know, my women, my family, you know, it's all thorough. So I can't even step into an arena without some sort of knowledge about it. That's a great answer right there. Charlie Heat, anything else you'd love to tell the audience up here tonight? Yeah, just don't quit, man. I'm just rocking. Just don't quit. That's all. You know, you're not, you, it's not over until you quit. That's a fact. That's a fact, man. Charlie Heat, tell them where they can follow you on Instagram and Twitter. Good work, Charlie. Everything. Good work, Charlie. Charlie. Yeah. Most importantly, go download and stream Valentine's Son. Go check that out, especially Love R&B. Got some great beats on there, great features. Go check it out. This is a hardworking project right here, and you, you can hear it in the music. The blood, sweat, and tears were poured into this album right here. Charlie, I want you to enjoy the rest of your night. Stay safe. Take care. We're looking forward to the new music, man. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me, bud. No doubt. You're always welcome. When you drop the, the upcoming projects, you got to come back. Even for like 10 minutes, you want to come. Bro. I'm sliding right on back, bro. <laughs> you got it, man. Enjoy the rest of your night, man. Stay safe. How you too, buddy?